0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, the 2016 Harvest America was deemed the largest one-night evangelistic outreach in American history. Greg Laurie believes we can do it again. In the
1: late 60s, time to a cover story, black cover, red type, is God dead, question mark? Three years later, a psychedelic drawing of Jesus, Jesus revolution. That's what happened in the space of a few years and even time paid attention to it. So we need to see that again.
2: Are you glad to be sitting here? I am. And yeah, she's had a little knee challenge. It's knees. I'm protecting Stem cell injections. Now, what? But there's the possibility, and she's got progress. But that everything kind of grows back. Mm-hmm. So just put that little prayer on it. And uh, I'm James Robinson, my wife Betty, and i thrilled to have your life today. Greg Laurie is here from Harvest Christian Fellowship <laughs> in the great uh, state of uh, California, which uh, does require some prayers from here uh, That's in right. this part of the <clears throat> promised land, excuse me. But the point is that, boy, I'm telling you, God has just really, really, um, has blessed him and through him. And he's coming back to our, our state, but actually coming to extend an invitation to the nation, perhaps the most important invitation you'll ever consider. Would you welcome Greg Laurie to life today? Very good to see you, buddy. Man, you know, I have I've preached all over Orange County. I preached in, in Anaheim. I preached with Wimber years ago at the Vineyard when yeah. John was a blessing. I, I even preached at Melody Land. You mentioned well, the Southern Baptist melody preaching Land. at. Right across melody from Land? Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, it was, exactly. Right. But can you believe a Southern Baptist would go out there and preach at melody? Yeah. There? That was a stretch, right? Yeah. 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 You're probably amazed at how God stretched me. It's kind yeah. it's, it's, it's beyond belief. You uh, have a church but now more than one campus. Tell us where it is, because it is in Orange County, but tell us. Well,
1: you know, back when the Jesus movement was happening in the early 70s, I came to Christ. And, uh, you know, my life was radically changed. You know, my mom was a alcoholic, married and divorced 7 times. I was raised in this crazy atmosphere. So when I heard the gospel for the first time in a way I could understand it, it changed my life and I wanted to reach my generation. So it started with a little Bible study in a town called Riverside. It was from Orange County, which is about an hour from Riverside. People know it best because of the TV show The OC, right? Oh, so yeah. that's where I was born and raised. But uh, this little Bible study turned into a church. I was like 20. So before I knew it, people were calling me Pastor Greg. And I didn't ever aspire to be a pastor. In fact, I thought God was calling me to be an evangelist, but I realized that he'd give me this little flock that soon became a larger flock. So fast forward now, over 40 years, and uh, we had a great, uh, great uh, Easter. We, we saw, oh my goodness, I think it was an all-time record attendance. It was like um, 34,000 people showed up <laughs> on girl. Easter Sunday. Yeah. And so it was amazing. Yeah. You know, um, but that's not our normal attendance. Everybody goes to church on Easter, right? Sure. So we take advantage of it, you know, and share the gospel with them. We have a campus in Riverside, Orange County, and believe it or not, one in Lahaina, Maui,
2: that recently came and joined our Harvest family, so, you know, it's great. And you know, while you're talking about this, I'm looking at this Jesus Revolution. Yeah. Now, this is a book that'll be out in, in June. And uh, this is a bus. Now, did you yeah. have everything to do with a bus like that, or did you well, just w-
1: take what was there? Well, no, we—Volkswagen buses were very popular back then, <laughs> and so that's sort of—we did that in the art department. That there's a little bit of uh, you know Photoshop on that, but but there were buses that looked like that. And actually, we were talking the other day. Let's
2: create this thing in real life because I want to drive that crazy-looking thing. Yeah, it. I, I figured you might want to. I actually think that could actually become a kid's game. I mean, yeah. this thing—it could be like a little train that kid, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But you've got to hear the revolution, how God transformed an unlikely generation and how he can do it again today, which would be equally as unlikely, or maybe it's hard to believe this, but a stretch more unlikely. And so you're talking about the power of God that impacted and changed your life, impacting people. And you want people to see what happened, but you're writing with the inspiration for it to happen now. That's right. Yeah, we actually, I wrote this
1: book with Ellen Vaughn. She's written a lot of books with Chuck Colson, an outstanding writer. So it's not in my voice, It's sort of about me and other people that were involved in the Jesus Movement, which was the last Great American Revival. No question. I think we're overdue for another one. America needs a spiritual awakening. And so I wrote this book in a way, uh, James and Betty, not so much like let's live in the past and weren't those days great, but it's more like I'm writing it to someone younger saying, this is what happened and it can happen again. And here's how it happened. It can be summarized in two covers of Time Magazine. Uh, In the late 60s, Time did a cover story, black cover, red type. Is God dead? question mark three years later a psychedelic drawing of jesus jesus revolution that's what happened in the space of a few years and even time paid attention to it so we need to see that again with the millennial generation who you've been talking to and they're looking for authenticity they're looking for community they're looking for reality i think what they're looking for they don't know it yet they're looking for jesus and 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 we have that message and that's a message we want to proclaim to them and everybody.
2: (laughs) Now, I have seen you many times where you and I really have joined together with church leaders Mm -hmm. that are really serious about the gospel and really serious about what God can do here through the church, through His people, through His family. And we, in our prayer time, uh, are believing God to move mountains spiritually and the resistance to the love of God, the grace of God, the transforming power of the gospel. It really, it's almost like, in many ways, there's kind of an anti-God, anti-Bible, anti-biblical yeah. worldview. So we've been really praying together. Right. So we've become pretty close. But you and I had a wonderful little gathering for just a few minutes in kind of an unusual, you might say, little cubicle. You and Robert and I looked out in amazement at AT&T Stadium. Yeah. Which, you know, it's where we used to have football teams yeah. here in Dallas. Yes, and, I've know. heard that. Yeah, right. So they've got a nice kind of right now. They built that for the gospel. Yeah, that's, yeah, well, it's it's said, a memorial yeah. to the Cowboys uh, <laughs> that we all remember. Yeah. <clears throat> but here you are, and we, we were standing up there together looking down, and, you know, I build I stadiums. I build Ranger Stadium, you know, and I did all the stadiums in this whole area and mm. Coliseums and so forth. So I understand that. Well, we're at Cowboy Stadium. I mean, they get pushing 100,000 seats in yeah. there potentially, yeah. and we're sitting there with the whole place filling up. And all of a sudden, we realize that you know they're not letting any more come in. They, it's full. And this is AT&T Stadium, yeah. and you're fixing to go preach to them. Yeah. And you did have some pretty good musicians there. You yeah, know, you had Mercy Me, Mercy Me, it was yeah. pretty, <laughs> Mercy Me. <That's> right. <clears throat> so there was just a lot of things going and on Chris there. Chris Tomlin, Lecrae, oh, yeah, yeah. Lecrae. Just, you, you know, yeah. the whole bit. Yeah. You, know, you had some help, let's face it. <laughs> oh, I did. <clears throat> but it was amazing. Yeah. So they counted 85,000. Mm-hmm. But then you tell us what, because you, you're fixing to come back, right?
1: Yes, I am. Or tell us when. Yeah, June 10th of this year, this year, which is soon. June 10th, same place, ATT Stadium. Chris Tomlin will be with us again. Uh, this time we're going to have Switch, but they were with us last time, a great little Christian rock band. We're also going to have Crowder, Phil Wickham, some other surprises. But, but, what happened was we filled the stadium, and I was told it was the first time they shut the doors to the stadium and said, you can't come in. Wow. We're filled to capacity. So the reason we call this Harvest America is because as it happens in a venue like AT&T Stadium, it's happening around the country in host venues uh, where we send the live HD signal out, so it's being watched in churches. Theaters. You get a,
2: could you host one in your subdivision, your community. You can
1: host it anywhere. If people go to harvestamerica.com, it actually tells you how to be a host
2: site. So so pe- does the host hi- site have to be established to get the their exact feed? Because people can watch it on their iPad or their iPhone. Any way they want it. We make it
1: super accessible. They can they can yes. They, we have a sort of a dedicated, really extra special feed uh, that that is really good for showing in large venues. But anybody could watch it on a phone and a tablet and that's the amazing thing about technology today is for the first time in the world we actually have the potential to literally fulfill the Great Commission because of how many people have access now to streaming media Mm -hmm. and so uh, when it was all said and done we had 350,000 people Watching it While in a it's venue, happening. While yeah, it's happening. in yeah. a venue, in a theater, in a church, in a front room, because we were able to count them, and uh, and we had twenty-five thousand people make a profession of faith. So
2: now, did y'all hear that? Yeah, eighty-five thousand in the stadium, three hundred and fifty thousand, yeah, and twenty-five thousand. You know, Pentecost was a big deal at three thousand, say. So. Yeah. So you know, we're we're standing there. I think we were kind of looking down, Robert Morris and I knew. And I think we were amazed, there, but I think we kind of had an idea. Yeah. We just may see a lot of people come to Christ. Yes. And that's really what it's about.
1: It is. And, you know, Billy Graham has, has recently left us and gone to heaven. And we've all been reminded of the powerful ministry he had for so many uh, years in America. And, uh, you know, his great preaching. And, you know, and I've read all these accolades and tributes to Billy. And it's more than appropriate. But I wrote a little column and I, and I titled it, Do What Billy Did. And my focus was, look, you admire Billy Graham. You talk about what a great leader he was. Why don't you do what Billy did? That's the greatest tribute you could play or pay to him. And what did Billy do? When it was all simplified, Billy proclaimed the gospel and he called people to Christ. That's what he was, an evangelist. Yes, he was a chaplain to presidents. Yes, he was in many ways America's pastor. But if you were to ask him what his calling was, Mm -hmm. and I got to know Billy as you did, Mm -hmm. he would say, I'm called to be an evangelist. And so, uh, you know, no one's gonna take Billy's place, but but I am following his example. And, and I'm just trying to be one of many voices doing what he did, which is bring the gospel without apology to our generation. But here's the reality. Uh, Personal evangelism is what gets a person to a venue to hear what we call mass evangelism. I like to call it proclamation evangelism. But I think it's a cool tool because, you know, the hardest thing about sharing your faith is getting a conversation started. So here's a conversation starter. What are do you doing June 10th? Why do you ask? Well, I'm going to or I'm going to watch something called Harvest America. What's that? <laughs> well, it's actually an event with some amazing music and it's about how to have a relationship with God.
2: Okay, you just broke the ice. Yeah, and a lot of people are going, they're going to be so interested in seeing that that big stadium, AT&T Stadium, you know, where the Cowboys used to have a team and where Jerry Jones, okay, okay, that big place, it's going to be full and you can, you may be able to go right. if you're like local, you can go and yeah. we can go together Yes, or you can watch it, and or, tell watch them. it.
1: or you can send a link to someone. Hey, text them, Check this watch this or send it out on Twitter. We have all these social media tools at our website, harvestamerica.com. But the hardest thing about getting an evangelistic conversation going is just getting started. And the objective to remember is if you want to win some, be winsome, mm-hmm. which means just be a nice person. Start there. I like to call it chummy. You know, if you want to catch fish, you chump. So what, what I do is I don't assault people with the gospel, but I bring up things that could lead to a gospel conversation,
2: just in your natural talking. And you've really, you've always done that. I mean, you have a very natural way and it's, it's supernatural enabling in the natural style of yeah. just being who you are. Yeah. And the thing about it is you you started young and you yeah. got your little little, 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 Mickey Mouse pulpit, I would have called it. I yeah. knocked it clear out in the middle of the congregation. But you you just got the people's attention and you were growing a family and now you stand up at this it was a lot like Billy Graham it's simplicity it's clear it's a message that's delivered not to try to impress you with the preacher but to point you to the person that will change your life and somehow Greg and I know you're amazed they behold him they behold the lamb and they come to the lamb that was slain and they experience his life yes that's what we're praying for listen listen pack the stadium this is a chance to you become a part of the body of Christ, yes. of the great body of believers right. who are praying. And you you might be amazed at how many people you could bring from your community to that exciting moment in the presence of God. So, Greg, wouldn't it be great? You see, you have scores of churches, sometimes hundreds. Wouldn't it be just really cool if every church that believes the gospel yeah. would say, we're going to participate, we're going to pray. That's right. I tell you what, Greg. We're going to try to get some people out there to that stadium. That's it. And if we can't get them to the stadium... Or if they say, will you stay on the parking lot? I tell you, we might just be the ones that set up the speakers out on the parking lot. We can just have it out there. You know, you see, if you think creatively, we can just touch everybody. Well, And the thing
1: is, is, as as I'm proclaiming the gospel in AT&T Stadium, or the artists are playing, you can have that happening in your church, you can have it in your front room, you can have your own Harvest America, wherever you are, and bring the gospel to people. You just need to set it up and get it going. And people really do want to come and hear this. And, you know, I... Being with Billy Graham, I once asked him, Billy, if an older Billy could speak to a younger Billy, what would you say to yourself? Like what would be the thing you would emphasize to a younger version of you? And really without missing a beat, he said, I would preach more on the cross of Christ and the blood because that's what the power is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's power in the preaching of the cross. And so really when I get up there, it is such a simple message, but that is by design. It's, believe it or not, it's more work to keep it streamlined and simple than it is to go off on all these rabbit trails that all of us preachers love to go off on. And I just get up and think, I'm a delivery boy. I'm here to give a simple message of the gospel to make it understandable and to preach for a decision and give people an opportunity to believe. That's my job here. It's not to be a Bible expositor or a pastor. It's to be a delivery boy or an evangelist. So it. You that, do that's it. what I do.
2: You do it and God's on you. You know what you're talking about, the power of the blood. There's power, power, yes. power in the blood. That's right. The wonder-working power That's in the blood. Right. I just kind of want to so a thought. Wouldn't it be cool if some of these young groups would just take that and put it to say the rhythm of the day. There's power, 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 wonder-working power in the blood. Yeah. That could actually play right in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah, and just give me a byline. Say, suggested by blood chain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, listen to me. Her. Yeah, here's what, give them the website again yeah. if they want to go and get all kinds of information mm-hmm. on everything related to it and how they set up. Where do they go, Harvest America?
1: Yeah. harvestamerica.com. And when you go there, it tells you how to be a host site, what it is, there's a video you can, wa- video you can watch, and lots of social media, graphics you can download to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, and just ways to even host a party at your house, a Harvest America party. That'd be great. Here's one way we describe it to people. that some understand it. It's like the Super Bowl of evangelism. On Super Bowl Sunday, all of America watches a game on TV, maybe has a party before or after. It's the same thing, but instead of a football game, it's a gospel event. Beautiful. And so you invite people over, you make some food, you have a good time, invite your neighbors over, or show it in your church on the big screen, however you choose to do it. There's a lot of ways to do it. But then, you know, then you just believe in the power of the gospel because God promises his his word will not return no, void no, you know so I think the main thing is we want to get our friends and our family members exposed to a simple proclamation of the gospel mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say they reject it and they don't even know what they're rejecting no, they because they've never actually heard it before it.
2: you like what you're hearing <laughs> you say yes Lord <laughs> we're with you we're praying <laughs> harvest America harvest see what you can do to be involved you know you, you realize that what we do and our viewers do mm-hmm. is we don't overlook the overlooked. Yeah. And would you say that it's kind of an amazing thing when people would sit here and watch this
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then knowing me and knowing Betty, well, James is about to show us somebody overlooked, mm-hmm. but we're not going to overlook. Yeah. And Greg, they don't overlook. Yeah. They look and they behold the least of these and realize, and this is big, if we touch them, we help them, we bless them, we've done it to Jesus. That's right. We get to bless the one who blesses us all. Yes. That's what we're about to do. All of you here in the studio, all of you at home, I want you to look in at a scene that only God's grace and the effect of the transforming power of the gospel and the love of God can totally affect in the most positive way. Watch.
3: A mother's love, there is no power like it on earth. In every village our team visited in Angola, they found mothers who worked tirelessly to keep their children from falling victim to the ravages of malnutrition, even if it meant going without food for themselves. So these ladies that raised the hands, they sometimes go days without eating a meal at all. The sad reality is, most of these mothers, like Armalinda, have had children die because of the lack of food. Isak Pretorius had a chance to visit with her and one of her surviving children. The eyes that you're seeing on your screen right now are the eyes of a five year old, but they look into a soul that's seen more pain than most people see in a lifetime. A five year old who has watched her precious mother bury two of her siblings an eight year old and a five year old, buried in the last year simply because her mother just doesn't have enough food. This village doesn't have the resources it needs. It doesn't have the ability to produce the food that they need to produce. They, they were telling us how they just eat pumpkin leaves and they make charcoal and try and sell some of that charcoal to be able to, to you know, buy a little bit of food. But the, the food that they can buy, the food that they can provide for their families is not enough. It's not because this mother Our Melinda is her name. It's not because she doesn't want to feed her children. It's not because she's lazy or she's not prepared to do what she needs to do. This mother will do absolutely anything to ensure that she doesn't lose another two children. This village tells the story of what happens when you don't have mission feeding. It's a story of children who die. A silent death. life stolen because of famine, starvation. Please help me right now to change that. Let's change the fact that mothers are suffering, that children are dying in this village simply because they don't have mission feeding. Let's bring them mission feeding. Let's bring them life.
2: Do you understand that when Esau Pretorius, Peter Pretorius, our lead mission overseer, basically the continent of Africa, And and we've just gotten the update of 13 million children lives saved by mission feeding. So when he's talking about mission feeding, he's talking about locating areas. Who locates the areas? Missionaries filled with compassion, such compassion and love that they leave their comfort to go and be a comfort. And in compassion say we're gonna rescue them and lift them out of of this despair and hopelessness. But they can only do it. They can't do it just with compassion. They can't do it by just leaving and going there. They would be there with a broken heart and empty hands. Betty, the only way that mission feeding works is the missionaries find the need. They organize them. And they say love's about to show up because they're full of love. But like the missionaries said to me, James, if you'll just go back and ask people, tell them we don't really need them to come over here. We don't really have time to take care of them. But if, but if they would just send the support so we're not empty handed and we can feed them and see it change. And I just had 13 million lives saved and we've had more professions of faith in Christ in those same areas. Winning more to Christ even. You say, well, how is it you win them to the Lord? Because they've seen the power of the gospel and the love and the willingness to put your arms around the suffering. So Betty, we've been picking people up now for over 20 years and rescuing the parish and caring for the dying. When I say we, it's you because you're the ones. The missionaries are vitally important, but they're empty handed. They're just broken hearted. They weep while they die like the mothers, but we can change all that. You simply go online right now or you dial that number. That's always a prayer line. And now it's a lifeline and you take your bike card and you make the best gift you can possibly make. But keep this in mind in mission feeding. Because mission feeding works. It's effective. A gift of 30, 50, or $100, we're able to feed three, five, or 10 children for the next months. Did you hear what I said? 30, 50, 100. $1,000, and oh, dear God, I pray. Those who can do that, it sounds so big, but some can do it. $1,000, we can feed 100 kids. We being the missionaries, and we who are willing to reach out in love and touch those precious people with the love of God. Not in word only, but indeed in deed demonstration. Would you right now go online? Go go get your, your bank card. Dial the number or go online. If you could give $1,000 a $100, please do it. We've got four, listen to me, 400,000 in need right now, already located basically organized in what we call mission feeding centers. Would you right now make the gift God puts on your heart? If you want to write a check, make it to life. But call the number, please, and tell us you're putting it in the mail. Because we need to know. We need to tell the missionaries, it's coming. The help and support is coming. Because love, you share. Thank you so much for doing it. We have some gifts to send you. To bless you in your spiritual walk and growth. They'll be meaningful to you.
0: In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great. And without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. With your support, Life's Mission Feeding Outreach can save lives by feeding and caring for children in the hardest hit areas of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding helping in areas with severe crop failure, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of 30, dollars 50, dollars or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. And with your gift of any amount, we'll send you Proverbs Power Successful Communication. This powerful CD series, along with study guide featuring Stephen K. Scott, unveils the secrets to incredible wisdom found only in the book of Proverbs. This series will give you the tools to transform your relationships in life. With your gift of $100 or more, request the complete Proverbs Power Library, featuring five power-packed sessions that include the power of vision, breaking through mediocrity, and much more. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request the Bridge of Faith Framed Canvas Print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today.
2: You know, I'm looking at the uh, Proverbs power, (laughs) the power of wisdom. Our founders called it divine providence, the guidance of that. Wisdom from above. Proverbs is just a truth that's so transforming in its effect. Mm-hmm. We'll send it to you. You've seen the information to say thank you. And Betty and I say thanks in behalf of mothers and children and lives. And then I wanna remind you, the Jesus Revolution book will be out in June, but the uh, Harvest Crusade, June 10th. Start praying now, Harvest America. harvestamerica.com. That's correct. And they'll give you information on how you could set up an outreach right there in your own community. That's right. Your church, your home, your business. So consider it. Start praying. You appreciate Greg Laurie and you appreciate what he's doing. <laughs> Thank you for watching.
1: When God asks a question, it's not because He doesn't know the answer. It's for us to take a look at ourselves.
0: Sheila Walsh, Tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.